Feelings of intense fear hold a place in the pit of your stomach. It feels as though the judgment of others could shatter your very being. Your heart rate increases and your breath gets shallow, all because of an interaction with another person. But this is more than just mere shyness. No, this is much deeper. This is social anxiety. My name is Ethan Jewell, and welcome back to Feel Your Feelings. Now, although dramatic, if that description in the beginning felt relatable, then this episode is perfect for you. Because social anxiety is a very real but often overlooked issue. Many people believe that you just need to take a deep breath, gather confidence, and get over it. But unfortunately, it's really not that simple. Social anxiety can be completely debilitating, and it's debilitating for a lot of people. According to an article by Yale Medicine, an estimated 13% of Americans experience some form of social anxiety. That's more than 1 in 10 people. Whether it's at work, school, or social settings, social anxiety can force you to overanalyze every move you make, every word you say, and makes the future feel like an unpredictable nightmare. However, it is not an entirely lost cause. Social anxiety can be improved upon, and there are steps that we can take in order to move towards a more confident future. So join me, and let's discuss what social anxiety is, why you should avoid isolation, and then we'll look at some real, applicable solutions to the problem of social anxiety. Let's start by talking about what exactly social anxiety is. Yale Medicine defines social anxiety as, quote, a chronic mental health condition characterized by ongoing feelings of intense, persistent fear caused by the anticipation of or participation in social situations. People with the condition are worried that others are always watching and judging them, or they're worried that people will watch or judge them. That's the thing. Social anxiety doesn't just happen in social situations. If somebody struggles with this anxiety, they could be at home alone and still be overwhelmed by the thoughts of what others may think of them. Symptoms are both physical and psychological. Physical symptoms include blushing, trembling, sweating, rapid heartbeat, nausea, dizziness, and shortness of breath. The person may also have a hard time talking, may avoid eye contact, speak in a quiet voice, and find it impossible to relax stiff muscles. Overall, it is a very bad time for the person experiencing the symptoms. The psychological symptoms are mostly fear-based. These fears are usually completely out of proportion with the actual situation at hand, and people may struggle to rationalize whether their anxieties are based in reality or not. Now, not everyone's social anxiety is the same. Some people have performance-only social anxiety, which means that they are fearful of certain social situations, like going to a job interview or giving a presentation in front of classmates or colleagues, but they aren't scared of other social situations, such as riding a bus with strangers or talking to a waiter in a restaurant. Other people, though, feel a constant anxiety whenever they interact with anyone. This is a difficult 
challenge to face, as it makes absolutely any interaction much more unbearable and can make isolation much more enticing. Isolation is a trap that many people with social anxiety end up falling into, as it is much more comfortable. It's often a tempting but counterproductive solution to the real problem. While it may seem like a protective measure, isolating oneself can inflame the challenges associated with social anxiety rather than resolving them. Isolation allows negative thoughts associated with social anxiety to fester. The mind may create and reinforce irrational fears, leading to an intensified sense of dread about social interactions. Without exposure to social situations, there's limited opportunity to challenge and reframe these negative thought patterns. That's right. Social skills are like any other skill. They improve with practice. Isolating oneself denies the chance to develop and refine these skills. You see, social anxiety tends to operate in a cycle of avoidance. The more one avoids social situations, the more anxious they become about potential future interactions. This avoidance perpetuates the anxiety, creating a cycle that can be difficult to break. Facing and gradually exposing oneself to social situations is a crucial step in disrupting this cycle. I know it may be difficult to hear, but exposure to social situations is a very good way to start when we turn to a solution-oriented mindset. As with many issues in the mental health field, a great way to begin is to start small. Begin by exposing yourself to low-pressure social situations, gradually increasing the complexity as you gain confidence. This allows you to practice the skill of social interaction, and it isn't easy. When I was younger, I would often try to avoid interaction. I was a very shy young adult and wouldn't hold eye contact, I didn't want to speak to anyone, and would rather stick to myself and pursue isolation. However, my mom eventually convinced me to join the speech and debate team at my school. Over the next four years of participating, I found a new confidence in my life transformed. I was practically forced to interact with and speak with other people, allowing me to practice this skill. Think of social interaction like a muscle. You have to work that muscle in order to get it to be stronger and more reliable. Without that practice, the cycle of anxious thinking is perpetuated. Successful social interaction, which comes with practice, helps calm this anxiety and allows us to thrive in social settings. Another downside to isolation is that social connections can serve as a valuable support system. Isolating oneself deprives you of potential emotional support, understanding, and encouragement from friends, family, or mental health professionals who could provide assistance in coping with social anxiety. Isolation is not the answer. Avoiding social situations is not the answer. It is tempting and comfortable as we struggle with social anxieties, but we must expose ourselves, even if we start incredibly small, in order to practice the muscle of social interaction. There are also clinical solutions to social anxiety. Yale Medicine finds that cognitive behavioral therapy is an effective and common treatment to people with social anxiety disorders. The therapy involves teaching patients new ways to think about social situations 
how to behave in social settings, and how to react to social events, thereby reducing their fears and anxieties. Knowledge truly is power. By learning about social interactions, whether it's through experience or therapy, we can qualm our fears about these interactions and be able to live a more social and less worry-filled life. This is essential. One of the most beautiful parts of the human experience is spending time with others. I recently saw a video in which someone interviewed people on their deathbed and asked them their biggest regrets. Almost all of them said that they wished they spent more time with people experiencing things. So I encourage you, work the muscle that is social interaction. Break outside of your comfort zone, even if it feels awkward and uncomfortable. I promise, other people are not thinking about you as much as you assume they are. I like to remind myself that I simply am not at the front of everyone's mind at all times, and neither are you. And that's not to put you or I down. We are important. But it's a pleasant reminder that everyone else has a lot of things going on in their lives, and they are not constantly thinking of and examining you. The same way you do not constantly think of and examine everyone else's every move, they are not examining every move that you make, every word that you say. So try to break out of the cycle and seek new interaction. Allow that light within you to bloom. Others will notice it, and you will form meaningful connections. Get out into the world. Experience things. Look people in the eyes. Smile. It takes practice. It takes time, and it truly is not easy. But I can tell you, as someone who has experienced severe social anxiety and now absolutely loves every human interaction that I experience, it can be done. I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. But I can tell you that human interaction has greatly improved my life, and it will improve yours. And that is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. If you need help feeling your feelings, check out my music on all platforms under the name of Ethan Jewell, and I almost guarantee that it'll make you cry. I have a new song coming out this Friday, accompanied with a music video on my YouTube. The song explores heartbreak and continues on my journey of learning how to sing. I really think you're going to like it. Also, please shoot me a message on my Instagram at jewelboy with an I underscore and let me know what you thought about today's episode. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for challenging the norms that your social anxiety has taught you. And as always, thank you for feeling your feelings. I'll see you next time.